0: Bring it in. Bring us home. We can co-bring it in, maybe. see how it happens. (laughs) Aloha, everybody. TriBorn here, along with Travis Money Moworder. And we are back in California, back in person, doing a Zoom recording, but not on the Zoom video. We're on the Zoom audio recorder. So we're doing it in person, is my point. And we're really excited about it because it's way more fun to have a conversation in person and it's fun to not be jet lagged for once
1: it is well I'm, I'm still working my way off i got home oh yeah you been just here got for home. like two days and i actually don't even mind the jet lag coming home because mm. i just wake up at four and i'm just like alive i'm ready to go
0: you're an early bird it's, anyway yeah though.
1: and so this just like enhances the earliness <laughs> and then like i'm in bed and now i have an excuse to be in bed early I'm like Delaney. I gotta fall asleep at 8:30 tonight. Like I'm crashing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> She's like, I get it. You're jet lagged. I'm like, I'm always jet lagged compared to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I'm uh, I'm still on the the jet lag, which was uh, a 10 hour difference from Bulgaria, which became like a home away from home. Was
0: that the same as Russia? Yeah. Or even further.
1: It was the same. Same time zone. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I mean, which was which was awesome for us to go to Sochi from Bulgaria. Dude, yeah. We had well, no time change. Mm-hmm. The travel was super easy. Right. And so we were like locked and loaded, like ready to go.
0: So you went to Bulgaria and played on one or two events before Sochi.
1: We went we played an FIVB, a one star in Bulgaria before Sochi. Then we played Sochi and then we came back and played a Bulgarian national tour event. We got a wild card into their main draw there. Mm-hmm. And then we played uh one more FIVB, one star to end it. So we're out there for five weeks.
0: Right. Mm.
1: So it was, it was a lot going from like not competing really at all for a year, year and a half. And
0: you hadn't really been on an actual world tour where you no. played in like multiple events on yeah. the road, right? Yeah. That you, was the first. Yeah. Right.
1: It was, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's uh, like, and it's, it's cool because I mean you look at it and people always say oh my god like this is what a dream like you're traveling the world you're doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and like 100% is amazing and it's awesome but it's a lot different when you're married right I imagine (laughs) it's a lot different being single versus married because like you're two weeks in and you really just want to go back Mm. and like hang out with your wife right and Delaney like when we were signing up for these events like we thought that we'd be doing it together Right. Because her and Tracy had like 160 points, mm-hmm. which is enough to get into most one-stars qualifier. qualify. anymore. But now you need like 400 points just to be the dead last seed in the quality in a one-star, which is kind of crazy. Right. And so it, we had a, a pretty tense dynamic because she was like kind of – she was mad that she couldn't play. Mm-hmm. She was like, we've been working so hard to play. And like we even agreed like she was going to quit coaching Pepperdine so she could be a full-time player. And I was yep. like, I'll figure out the finances. And then we had this – Unintentional role reversal. Right. And I was like, "Why well, get to go play?" Bye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, so it was like a pretty tense first couple of weeks, and I was like, "Listen, D, like, I'm not taking your spot." Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so, once we kind of got over that, it made it a lot easier. But by the time, like, the last, I've never had a, a situation where, like, that last
0: tournament, I was like, "I don't even want to play. Like, I just want to go home." Right. It was hard. That's, that's probably the hardest part about being on the road is when you get to that point in the yeah. trip where you know deep down you just want to go home and, like, obviously you care about what you're there to do. Yeah. But you're, like, your energy is getting pulled in a different direction. And, like, when it's your full-time job and you're playing for your partner, your team, your family as well, and you know, you know, the priority is at home, like the priority is be with your family and whatnot, right. but you've already made the sacrifice and you're like, I have to get over it and yeah. I have to perform in this tournament yeah. or else it's going to be way worse because I just wasted an extra week right? being here and I didn't get the result. And you know, that's the hard part mentally when you have to snap into that, like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Another week, <laughs> commit. <laughs> Don't even think about the last day. Yeah. Like. You're here to win this tournament. It's the only thing that's gonna make it better, really. Yeah. Um, and then when you have a kid it doubles, yeah, I bet, or triples even, because your kid is, dude, every day it's like I'm Facetiming. It's like I didn't know you could say that. <laughs> right. What the? Your hair can go in a ponytail now. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. You know, just yeah. small stuff. Yeah. And it's like you're you're missing out on that stuff, which is you know, everyone goes through it to to a certain extent, but. It definitely makes it a little harder
1: yeah and that's what i mean i was asking you about it because i'd never done it before mm-hmm. i was like how do you deal with this uh-huh. like four or five weeks on the road which doesn't you know when you say it it doesn't sound like a ton
0: when but you look at like a whole year it,
1: yeah of work right And when you're in it you're like jeez louise and this last tournament i mean it was just like adam and i had been so close to like breaking through like having like a good like we had a good win a really good win over came theo and sochi right. but in terms of like our mission on the world tour it didn't do anything right. for us like it just entered us into a tournament and we lost first round it was like I, a big I, moral lost victory points. yeah yeah good moral victory but i lost like 80 points right from it which sucked because then it, i mean and then we we got so close like should have beat argentina mm-hmm. like had him on the ropes in the third set yeah let it go and in the a first good team
0: wo- too by the way
1: yeah really good team mm-hmm. and in like the first bulgaria event we beat this french team one stars are stacked now because like when you're missing these mid-tier events all the teams that would be playing and competing well in three stars have to play in one stars because the clock's ticking or you're going to lose your points by not playing yeah and so like guys who were like winning three stars like samaday he played in the final, mm-hmm. he played in both one stars prudel played in two olympics he didn't even make it out of the quality in the first one star Rangieri barely made it out of the quali in the last one star. It's crazy. Jeez. And so we played this French team who had won three golds, first round of the first Bulgaria event, and we beat them. We were like, "Jeez, Louise, like that's a really good team." So we like every tournament we had one great win, mm-hmm. and then we just couldn't like back it up with the next one. We couldn't string them together. Yeah. And it's like first one we lost to Canada after beating France, and Canada like they played awesome, ended up taking fifth. And you played them, Jake and Will. Yeah. Yeah. They're They're m- they should have beat us, me and Trev,
0: me and Trev <laughs> and, and uh, Aguas uh, Calientes, right? yeah. yeah, they should have beat us, and we were like, oh crap, we cannot lose to these guys right now, we have to win this, Marseca, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we squeaked it out, Yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean, they played great, and then we played, beat Cayman Theo, which was a good win,
0: mm-hmm.
1: lost to a good Argentinian team that we played well enough to beat them, for sure, I mean, we had our chances, yeah. and then so we lose that one. And then we got second in a Bulgarian national tour event. Won way more money than I thought we would have. Like, all right, this is pretty sweet. Take that,
0: yeah. And if anybody
1: can exchange a Bulgarian lev, by the way, I have plenty.
0: Oh, there you go. They couldn't
1: exchange them at LAX. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know what to do with all these things. Oh, shoot. (laughs) I
0: hope it's not too much. (laughs) So
1: I have, uh, we're going back to Bulgaria at some point, though, because they have like three more events there. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So whatever. And then the last tournament, we beat this really good English team they're uh these like the young guys yeah
0: yeah i've seen them
1: and they um they played all three cancuns and they like took like ermicora and Pristaus like 14 16 in the last round of the quality and then ermicora and Pristaus got like uh third or fourth in the right. main draw yeah it's so, like they barely lose these guys in three they took estonia to three barely lost to them and they took another really good team to three and lost to them and so we beat them and i was like that's a good team then we play this, like, average at best Hungarian team. Like, right. one, it's like we finally get a pretty good draw, uh-huh. like, deemed to beat. And we just, like, we were awful. Oh,
0: I was like, God damn it. It's crazy. I mean, being on the world tour is so much different than the American tour. I mean, you think about it. You're playing on the on the U.S. tour, AVP, you're playing the best teams in the U.S. Like, yeah. it's impressive just to get to the main draw when you think about it like that. But yeah you're, just to get to that point and then you break through that and you're like wow okay i'm an established player then you go to the world tour that's not just the u.s it's not ju- adding one more country it's adding the whole freaking world right. so like you're making your job 10 times harder yeah. at least you know and i think people kind of lose sight of that they go on tour and they're like i keep losing and like, yeah. but like you kind of have to take the moral victories yeah. as they come. Like you beating Cayman Theo. Yeah. Having the third set. You gave yourself an opportunity. Was that the second or first match of the quality? First match. First, right. An opportunity to have that play in match to the to a big time main draw. Yeah. Um, but if you can't take those moral victories, it'll just beat you down and grind you to a pulp, I feel like. Because, yeah. I mean, you're trying to play with the best of the best of the best. Like Yeah when people, you make that jump from college to pros, like everyone in the pros has been the best. Right. So someone's got to be the worst here. (laughs) I know we've all been the best, but someone's got to be the worst. Yeah. Um, Or below the best. Like, I mean, 90% 90 of the people have to be the not in the top 10% for the first time in their lives. Yeah. Um, So that kind of gives you perspective on like, how hard it is like i beat myself up all the time for like yeah obviously not going to the olympics not making the top two teams but just getting ninths and fifths and being in that kind of 10 through 15 range on the world tour so often yeah and not like consistently putting myself in the top 10 but at the end of the day like, yeah. top 10 I mean, it's, in the world consistent like over time not just one finish but right like that's why my goal is to to be a. I want to hit that number one ranking in the world at right. some point in my career. That would be a cool. One just
1: you've been close. Just hit you it. You and Johnny were were up there, right? Yeah,
0: that was more um, because we had more events than a lot of players, okay. and like you know. The real ranking, yeah. which is. Your for like the entry ranking, like yeah. You, where you'd be a one seed maybe or something like that, right? Like that'd be cool for me to hit, yeah. Which is a really hard goal, but it is who knows.
1: So why that easy one? Yeah, exactly. And th- I think that's one of the things that I found out playing on the world tour is that the harder it gets, like the more, like I loved it. I like when you go on travel to Russia to play a potential single elimination mm-hmm. match against. One of the best teams in the world. It's so gnarly. It's, and then it's like, it, I mean, it's like a drug.
0: Even gnarlier on uh, Cayman Theo too. Yeah. I mean, they had
1: everything to lose.
0: Everything to lose and they're supposed to win. Right. Exactly. Right? It's
1: it really, it's a, a it's a lot different. It's a lot different.
0: Plus they got kids at home right. and like, you know, they got expenses and, and expectations. They're, they'd they be taking a step back in their careers by losing. Yeah. And you'd be taking a step up. A big like, step up. Like, it's so different. Yeah. Because I've played in matches like that often. Yeah. Actually, I played in a match against them recently. Yeah. You know, for that Doha spot. Right. Where they had kind of nothing to lose compared to us. And um, you gave me redemption. Nice job. Attaboy. <laughs> <Same> <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta hold it down for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's, uh, it's addicting because, I mean, I was like, so after we lost, like, I can't remember having a loss hit like that hard and it was like a bunch of other different factors like I was just sitting there I had like a little mental breakdown at the end Mm -hmm. and uh, it was tough because like we were so close and we didn't really make that breakthrough that we wanted to after having like three pretty good opportunities and then like just like being away from home and just the difficulty of it but then I get home and within two days I'm like all right when do we do this again mm-hmm. you know and you just like want to get back to work immediately and i thought i was like yeah i want to take like a week off and just like chill but then like i'm already i sit practice up for like five days in a row already and i'm like sure. all right well it's time to, right like,
0: i like that though i'm kind of opposite in this particular situation I, I had written out like you know my my brain was trying to comprehend it still is trying to comprehend the whole last five years yeah. of leading up to this olympics like was talking to my agent and he's kind of like, he's like, whether you knew, knew it or not, every single day of the last five years, even subconsciously, like you were thinking about this Olympics, like yeah. you were planning, doing everything you do for that moment, you know, and it just ends. He, so he's the one who kind of made me feel okay, like taking a week off. And like, he's like, dude, just chill and sit on the couch and eat Oreos if you need to or right. whatever. Um... Uh, and I mean just hang with my daughter and whatnot but I definitely wanted to get back to work physically it didn't feel good to take a break for me right Um, but I think it's a good it's a good um, mindset to have like when you come off the world tour whether it's good or bad to just keep going about your business like Mm -hmm. the way you've always done it Um, your career can't be like these I've done it like for a long time like you go through season or you go through like a road trip and then you come back and you like you know whether you drink or like eat like shit and give yourself this time off like it's a celebration whether you win or lose right and then you have to come back from that dip and you're like riding this roller coaster mm-hmm. where it's a lot easier mentally and physically to just structure your whole life like this is just what I do I, right I work I go to work and try to get better at volleyball whether I win or lose yeah and then that's just what it is what it is um and then these other people are riding this roller coaster and it it can really drain you
1: yeah and i mean you obviously had a and part of me felt like so ridiculous being so like sad and deflated after losing because i was like relative to what you and trevor were going through Mm -hmm. and carrie and brooke and Mm -hmm. stockman and kowinski like you guys put in 33 months into an olympic race you guys finished like 11th in the world yeah and you can't go to the Olympics Kelly and Emily were like eighth, and they can't go Carrie misses her first Olympics since this millennium mm-hmm. and Brooke I don't know how many injuries like she was battling but yeah. she fought through all of them played in more event like so many events yeah. more events than I think anyone in the entire Olympic race and she didn't make it right and so like what you guys the peaks and valleys of that
0: are substantial straining yeah yeah for sure
1: how like you and Trevor needed to win Ostrava yeah Like, what was it like going into that?
0: That was a cool experience because it was like, okay, I've earned myself a a new experience at a higher level of professional athletics. Like, this is next level pressure, you know. I was in a similar situation with John where we were chasing, but it ended, I want to say, two events before the very end. Like, we, you know, we couldn't close the gap at that point. Um, and he was the captain and he's my leader and whatnot. Now I'm kind of more in that leadership role yeah. and like, okay, like I need to like hold it together for the team and like push us in the right direction. We're kind of co-captain you know. we all kind of take our lead at different times. But um, yeah, just like, wow, this is extreme pressure. Like we cannot lose. Right. Right? And we have to get a top five just to push this yeah to the next um you know i mean it was like that in cancun like we could have given up the spot in cancun too um so just mentally to go through that and be like all right this is what i've trained for this is what i this is what i wanted i wanted to see how i would perform under the highest pressures this isn't the pressure that i wanted like i wanted it to be like a gold medal match yeah or like you know olympics or something like that not like scraping and holding on for dear life <laughs> right? but i mean that i mean you could argue that that's even more pressure yeah. you know I, I think so right um so in that sense like i think i just i what's really cool is i can say that i grew as an athlete like that's my goal i want to get better and better yeah um and i guess it kind of becomes harder and harder as you get older yeah because the you've kind of done it's not like you've done it all but like you have to keep raising that bar. Right. Um, And I feel like that experience, like especially coming down to Estrada, like it's the waiting periods that are the hardest, not like game day is not the hard one (laughs) because your routine starts. But like, it's like, okay, three days off and we're going to travel and we know what we have ahead of us. So like, should I eat this? Should I drink another sip of water? (laughs) Like you start overthinking everything, you know, Yeah. like getting all superstitious and like, all the dumb stuff pops into your head. And um, I was like, "Oh, eh, well, this is like, this is what I wanted. I yeah. wanted like a new situation that's gonna push me to be even better. Um, and kind of put like the failure part of like actually, cause I mean, we had our backs against the wall. It was gonna be, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the odds were, but they were stacked against us big time. Yeah. Um, and just coming to terms with like, okay, if we're gonna fail here like we need to do it the right way right like, we need to go all in focus do everything we possibly can so that at the end of the day we're like we did everything we could right all good which is i, I think that's where we're at like looking back at the matches we lost that we needed to win i don't have anything yeah I'll, you know there's always like stuff we can learn but it's not like we should have done this or like i got nervous and right did this it was like nope It wasn't our time. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't meant to be. But we have a lot of time left in our careers, like, to keep pursuing that goal. And uh, I have a feeling it won't be. Once we get there, we're not going to look back on this and be like, oh, I wish I had. I wish I had Tokyo. I wish I had that, you know, Rio. It's going to be like those ones. Missing those made this one so much sweeter. Right. So. So I'm trying to look at it now and just um, keep that, keep it in perspective in terms of like what I'm actually doing in my career, like trying to get better at volleyball, and that this is a good time to continue down that path and not like take a break and be like, okay, like we need to take time off and think things over. Like, which I totally think, you know, you need to rest and definitely think about things, but. A week was enough. Right, <laughs> like yeah, a
1: week, and like, a week feels like an eternity. Yeah, it felt too long. My body, <laughs> de- my body didn't like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mikel kicked my butt today, and I was like, "A bet." Yeah. He's like, "This is why Johnny Hyden never took time off." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I get it." <laughs> Travel, all that didn't help you there. No, no.
1: Yeah. I think that's super valuable though to look back on, on an experience like after a loss. If you can look at it and say, "I did everything possible." Right. To prepare for that situation, and Andre and George played almost perfect that whole tournament.
0: Yeah, they were playing really well. They were a tough team to beat. Yeah,
1: and I mean the fact that you guys pushed it to the last tournament possible
0: is incredible. Four yeah, four wins. Yeah, we had to get, we had to win four in a row, and we would have done it. Yeah, dude. Also, like to be honest, the bonuses, like winning that event. The Olympic bonuses, the bonuses for winning an event, for mm-hmm. getting a gold medal. At one point, that popped into my head before the <laughs> event, and it kind of added up in general estimate. I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, that's that's a whole other <laughs> thing put on top of this." It was, yeah. it's a significant amount. Yeah, definitely could have put a down payment on something. <laughs> I was like, "Damn it, why did I, why did I remember that just now?" Because yeah, so it was like, all right you can't get much more pressure than this. Right. And I was just like, all right, well, let's embrace it. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I think, I mean,
1: matches like that, I mean, well, I'm not just one match, but the situation that you and Trevor were in, like you said, you could have thrown it in Cancun. I mean, you you could have lost a couple early and you guys were playing so well, but having that kind of pressure, I feel like it's just going to prepare you. Like if you're in a final in the Manhattan Beach Open, Mm -hmm. like what is that compared to having to win four straight matches to qualify for an olympic you feel like that i mean obviously manhattan finals huge yeah but it's like you're that much more prepared for those enormous moments now
0: yeah the more i mean the more times you put yourself in that situation the more comfortable you get and you're able to relax and be present and see things that other people who are in that situation for the first time maybe aren't able to see you know and and you start seeing it in them and you're like okay i'm gonna take advantage and win it right now like you know that confidence comes up and it's like you know Kobe being in the NBA finals like LeBron like they they perform for a reason because they've been there so much right so yeah that's a definitely a positive way to look at it
1: yeah this podcast is also brought to you by our good friends over at Wilson Volleyball you guys know the drill the AVP plays with Wilson volleyballs. you know why because it is the absolute best volleyball in the game, the college game plays with Wilson. Even the German tour is playing with Wilson volleyball. Wilson is taking over the world, beginning on the Castaway Island with Tom Hanks, and they're not stopping until they get the whole beach volleyball world. So do your part and use our discount code Sandcast-20 to play with the best beach volleyballs in the world. All right, that is Sandcast-20. It's almost summer again. Time to get your refill of volleyballs. So use our discount code Sandcast Twenty to get twenty percent off of all Wilson volleyballs. And now back to the show. So what's I mean? What's next for you then? I mean, so the Olympic quad. I mean, yeah. we're just such a quad-dominated sport. I hate it. And is it is it hard for you to like get up for practice or whatever when it's you don't have an Olympic?
0: Oh, yeah. Motivation. Dude.
1: I mean, it's been a while
0: since you haven't had it. My motivation right now is confusing. <laughs> yeah. The lady at the grocery store, how's your day? I was like, uh, it's Monday. <laughs> it's definitely a Monday feeling. I was at practice and like, it was the kind of the weird attitude of, and I, and I know I got to get over it and, and, you know, move on. But it was the weird attitude of like, why am I here? Like, what am I, I I need something to work for and like work hard towards a lot. Um, And I gave myself a break. Like, I was like, let's just have a little fun today, which is like, you can see on my Instagram, we're passing with one arm and doing some like one arm stuff just to switch it up. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I definitely have a, right now I'm just in a state of what now, like, why am I doing this kind of questioning? Um, But then I went to Mikkel trainer today and he gave me a good talking to and (laughs) he did hit a few points that where I was like okay I can hang my hat on that and like move forward you know just just generally talking about um, what I guess what great athletes do like they just go back to work yeah like you don't lose and then make up a situation in your head where, where it's, it's okay, like, you actually did good and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to be pissed about it and I'm going to go back to work yeah, and keep getting better and take advantage of this time, not, like, celebrate the loss and, I mean, you look at, like, a Kobe, MJ, Jordan, like, what are all those stories that you hear? They lost NBA finals in yep. the gym the next day yeah. kind of thing. Not that I need to do that. I'm not trying to be anyone else, but, the mindset is, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna use this time to get better when, when everyone else is gonna be taking off right. and blah blah blah, so that down the line when people finally want to put in that work to catch you, there's not enough time in the day yeah to catch up you know, um, so he kind of was like, dude, you're on, you gained so much in the journey. Don't let the fact that you went all the way to the end and did like went so high. The fact that you didn't reach the very peak of it take away from how far you've come right know, like that growth love that we're all about growth yeah so he's just saying like we went all the way to the top like let's not let's not start going backwards now let's embrace the fact that we're this high yeah and and we've raised the bar this high and let's just keep building on it Mm -hmm. like there's this door at the top that we didn't walk through let's close it and just keep walking down the hallway i like that like that's what was telling me and i was like all right yeah now i feel better
1: that's a good one i mm. think you you would love this book i'm reading uh tim grover's book uh winning really relevant i have his other one i didn't read it yet relentless is it's okay okay but he i mean he talks a lot about jordan and kobe mm-hmm. and you mentioned that yeah um, kind of made me think of it but you would love it i mean it would be very relevant winning for you. yeah interesting because um, he talks about just how like winning is as soon as you're close like winning it'll just like kick you down and just see how you
0: respond and right but it it tricks you into thinking that everything you did up to, until that point was a fail right and like oh now i'm back down here yeah when it, and then or if like you just won maybe that whatever trickle that trickle ace went down oh now everything was worth it and right. I, you know your <laughs> right. mindset like now i'm up here yeah rather than down here like right. no you're just here versus here right like you're basically in the same spot yeah um but you have that label which is the biggest thing that i guess um i try to fight getting into my head is that label right because this olympic label is so heavily weighted in the minds of everybody outside of the sport yeah um when in rea- like people don't really see the reality of what that label is and who's getting that label, um, and then financially it has a, a big impact. Yeah. And so yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to it. In fact, I need to text our sports psych right. i been meaning to get a meeting in with him just to get perspective. You know.
1: Yeah. Seems like Mikael's doing a good job as your sports psych.
0: Listen, <laughs> I don't like driving all an hour up to his house, but. <laughs> When I leave every time, it's like, all right. Yeah. Now I remember why I drive up here. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a good part of my team. And he's the only one that's, the uh, only one on my team that's gone through both quads with me.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Everyone else coach, partner, agent. I mean, Gabby, obviously. Right. Um, but trainers, even at USA, all different yeah. except for him. So it's like he, he definitely n- knows where how to talk to me yeah yeah
1: does this one feel different than 2016
0: yeah i was i was yeah i definitely um was like pissed off and like needed to like leave and just be by myself for a long time when we when we lost that bid in russia like i was there was a lot of anger there yeah this one i was just like what's happening now? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just ended. I was just like, oh, all right. I guess yeah. I'll just go home. Like, it was it was almost like blank, you yeah. know? And I was trying to figure out, like, just writing, journaling and stuff on the way home. Just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, how I wanted to move forward. Um, and it, it's still just, like... Life just goes on, I guess. Like I've been trying, I've been trying to like feel like this big thing was gonna happen, you know. Right. And it's just like, oh, life just goes on. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. I guess we'll just move on then. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The lady at the grocery store is still gonna ask you how your day was. Yeah. Exactly. Naya's still gonna pick her nose, and Naya could care less. (laughs) Like
0: she could totally care less about what happened, and and it's been like the coolest week hanging out with her. Yeah. Um. So there's that, like, I never thought about volleyball or Olympics when I was hanging out with her, so. That's awesome. It's perfect, yeah. yeah.
1: And so, I mean, in terms of trips, I mean, you're kind of done. I mean, there's Shtad.
0: Yeah, so we have Shtad, and that's kind of also what I talked about, Mikel about, was just, like, we have one, one opportunity in front of us. There's not much of a schedule, as we learned today with AVP <laughs> announcing their, <laughs> should we call it a schedule? The, uh their second covid series <laughs> yeah um which is you know obviously we want to be grateful that there's events but i feel like we say that too often as players well i'm just grateful that they're doing something yeah like how long do we do we say that right or when do we start playing grass tours yeah oh, to collect some money
1: <laughs> it's yeah it's crazy so for our listeners if you haven't seen the schedule which i'm sure if you're listening to the show that you have uh, there are three events for the AVP season. There is uh, Atlanta, which is right after the Olympics.
0: I never played there. Well, I played indoor there, but. I've heard it's cool. Never played
1: Atlanta in mid August.
0: Oh, we're going to roast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bring
1: your electrolytes and whatever else you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, right after Atlanta, is Manhattan, Manhattan Beach, not Manhattan, New York. And then after Manhattan Beach uh, is Chicago, which is on the same weekend. As it always is, and that is it for the year.
0: So yeah, and then, f in terms of FIVB, there's the World Tour Final that's not even really confirmed, I believe. Yeah. Um, but that's supposed to happen after AVPs, I believe. I think so. It's like mid September. And then get this, King of the Court put on is putting on two yeah. events that are, you know, great for players, especially in a time right now when we don't have that much stuff to play in and opportunity to train and make money. Right. AVP scheduled their events over one of them. And the other one is, is the one week off. Oh man. So
1: I thought the king of the court was later. Oh man. I thought it was like over the the king of
0: the court. So we can't play in those either. So we have, what? We had three events on the schedule. Now they add their schedule and we have four now.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's unfortunate. But to the, as of today, I decided all I have is shtad. Because who knows what will happen. Maybe they'll add events or something, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't count it out. And I also would not count out USA putting on another like kind of King of the Beach style tournament they did at the end of the year in Florida last year.
0: Oh, one of those, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm about to put my own tour on. Seriously, Seriously, Sandcast Tour. Dude. Come on. I just need an RV. We'll paint the logo on the side and just start driving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, that'll at least uh, get into some of our fan questions. I just wanted to to catch up with my boy first. Um, So while we're on the AVP topic, we do have a fair amount of uh, AVP questions. Uh, this one's from Kim Hildreth, uh, who we'd had on the show a few times. She said, What is the best format and purpose of the AVP Next Gold events, slash, all caps? How stupid is pool play? Um, so the AVP Next Gold events, which. Uh, I
0: bet they have more events than us. They do, 100%. Hmm.
1: There are more AVP Next Golds than actual AVPs. Maybe
0: I should play on those. You can. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get the team together
1: um so avp next golds they're pretty good money so they just had they had a huge one in new orleans with like 80 some teams per gender and um it was like i think a 20 grand prize purse split so 10 and 10. um but so here and here's the question about what do you do with these avp next golds so it's basically the equivalent of NVLs like the talent level and mm-hmm. prize money isn't all that different from NBL. Um, but now you're, you're playing 80 teams. And so the, the second day of this New Orleans event, teams were playing six matches to get to the finals. And I don't think either final was really played out. The women's was forfeited because <laughs> Larissa and Lily cramped. And uh, and then the, the guys, I guess, Piotr, from what I was told, Piotr, like couldn't really jump by the end of it. And Cause it was six cause he was cramping yeah and so what the best format is I think with those what do you do I mean I think
0: I mean probably just run like more pro events
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> just take your AVP next prize money and put yeah. it in just make like if you
0: it's an it's a it's a almost like a competitive tour it is it's competing with themselves now <laughs> now <laughs> so the AVP so used- next is competing with the AVP yeah so here's a question
1: for you though so what would you rather let's say they i think there's like six avp next golds about 20 grand prize money in each i think atlantic city is like 70 mm-hmm. which is like a legit almost a pro event um and so let that's like a hundred and let's say I'll call it an extra 200 grand of prize money they're putting into the avp next
0: mm-hmm.
1: would you rather them take and then so the avp next the avps are 200 grand 250 200 so let's say they have a total of nine hundred thousand dollars of prize money. Mm-hmm. Would you rather than put on like nine hundred thousand dollar events?
0: Is prize money really the the major factor here, though? True. It's probably more like the cost of putting events on, right? right?
1: That's what I mean. That's what I would love to see. And so, like, using Bulgaria as an example, mm-hmm. they have this awesome setup. So this guy just bought the land built the courts there and now it's just his real estate, right He doesn't have to rent out sand every time. It's just there right And then he brings in clinics, other tournaments and so it now it, it's not it's a revenue producing asset
0: right now.
1: Like I would love to see the AVP like buy a place in Florida
0: somewhere yeah. buy a
1: place in Texas. you can run clinics, AVP first and like rent it, use it, and have it producing revenue. And so then when you go there, now the, the cost of your events is cut by 95%. You're not mm-hmm. building a stadium every time. You're not right. running sand every time. Right. And like throughout the year, you're using it to make money. I, would, I mean...
0: And the fan base knows where it is. The base, they can plan there. it. Yeah. And
1: you can go back. Like, you can have like...
0: You don't have to get city permits. Exactly.
1: And so like, I, I don't, I don't know knows? why that hasn't happened. Because I see the FIVB is doing it. Like they just go to places. I mean, there's a different structure because they put it all on the promoters to bear the brunt of the cost. But right. Like the they don't have to build the courts ever.
0: They're there. Yeah, I mean that'd be <laughs> yeah. that'd be ideal. But <laughs> who knows? The problem is we don't really know what what's going on behind the scenes too much. Yeah. Um, the other big problem is, for me is that the professionals are dedicating their lives to this and like waiting for something to happen, yeah. whereas AVP Next, it's like, this is just a, it's an amateur thing, like, yeah. you play, maybe you have a job, or maybe you're young, and you're in college, and everything's funded, and whereas you have all these pros here, especially the players that aren't uh, on the world tour, Right. they're like, so should I get a job, or, yeah, Cause the I mean, is yes. obviously COVID, <laughs> yeah. The answer is like, dude, quit. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna put on amateur events, so you should live your life like you're an amateur athlete. Mm-hmm. That's basically the message. Yeah. Um, which I don't like. Yeah. Obviously, we don't get to communicate. We don't get much communication. So there's probably a lot and like good answers for everything we're talking about, all the issues. But that's why I don't like the lack of communication either. Yeah. Especially when the schedule's four months late and obviously it's COVID, so everyone understands that. But, like, when people are waiting around yeah. for their livelihoods, like, to, to make decisions on their livelihoods, you gotta at least be in communication yeah, right. Right with them. And you know it's, I mean? I mean,
1: it's COVID, but at a certain level, it's not. Every professional a lot of league sports is going right now. There, and with full capacity stands... Mm-hmm. Like, ma- Mass of whatever. Well, what about matter.
0: playing two events in one location? Back-to-back weekends. Yeah. Then you're not building a stadium again. Right. Not bringing in sand.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously there are tons of factors that go into hosting events and yeah. permits and whatnot, which is why I think if you just, like, get your own facility. Like the USAV one in Florida. and That's what uh, I want to do. It's great.
0: I just need a few million dollars. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if there are any investors out there, yeah.
0: We're Did we answer Kim's question? Kim's question <laughs> What is the best format and play.
1: purpose of AVP Next Gold? So, and then JM Plummer, my old roommate, my boy, he said, Is the AVP Next Gold the new AVP? Which, in a way, I mean.
0: Well, yeah. that we, that's what we just talked about. <laughs> kind of. So we answered JM's it is. question. It's um, an amateur tour that hosts a few events for the pros every year.
1: Right. So, what, what, I, would, <laughs> what I would love to see the AVP Next Golds become is the qualifying tour it's right. a 32 team double a limb mm-hmm. um, say you have say you have three AVPs which is what we have have three AVP next golds before those three AVPs AVP next gold Hermosa winner qualifies for Atlanta AVP next gold New Orleans winner qualifies for Manhattan AVP next gold wherever uh, Florida qualifies you for Chicago mm-hmm. so now you're having paid qualifiers and what it does for the qualifying teams is that now you're not beat to shit going into main draw on the first day and you actually like you can play reasonably well without you, now you don't have four matches on your legs from the qualifier the day before because really the qualifier was a month before right so I would love it love to see it become just like a, the qualifying tour I think that would be awesome
0: I think it'd be great, too. <laughs> For, but my I, I think if you're going to be, you have to decide, and it, and it becomes clear where people's, or not people's, but let's just say these business entities, USA Volleyball, AVP, FIVB, your actions speak volumes, right? Like where you're putting your money and your focus, USA Volleyball grows a lot of money from the youth, indoor youth whatever you know like yeah. memberships all that like that's a huge focus for them obviously they're not putting on pro events often they're supporting the national teams well we're we're pretty well taken care of and we gotta be grateful for that but it's not like trying to and, and most national federations aren't that's not their focus is to like create this pro right. tour and entertainment entity uh, FIVB we'd hope that that's where their focus is but it seems like they want to spread the cream cheese instead of having <laughs> a few good bites for for their customers to bite into and be like this is really good spread the cream cheese <laughs> extra thin so it's like that was an okay bite there's a lot of okay bites here but right. it's not that great um and now we have this four star thing one star four star thing we want everyone in the world to play um and it just doesn't make this the top. The top of the pyramid. There, there is no top of the pyramid where it's like everyone is looking at that and like something to work towards. It's like okay, we have a foundation. We're, we've built this foundation. It works. Works for our business. We're just gonna be good with that. Yeah. A V P seems to be going in that direction, right? Build our foundation. We got members. We got people on the grass playing. All these people around the U.S. that love volleyball, we got all of them yeah. coming in and playing with us a little, or paying into it, you know, not that it's all, I mean, it is all about money, it's business, Yeah. Um, but nobody's seeing, like, volleyball as this great entertainment entity, building these superstars that are going to bring in fans, and people are going to look up to them, and, like, obviously I'm biased, because I'm the player that, that would be in that position to benefit um but that's just not where anyone that's just not where the focus is going it seems clear to me and i could be wrong
1: yeah i mean you mentioned that you know you're biased because you're in a player that would benefit you're in a position that would benefit from that but like what would a someone who's in my position because there there's not a whole lot of incentive exactly to be in your position on the avp and be at the top so like when the avp schedule came out like i was laughing i was like my world tour points are looking really good mm.
0: right now. Right, like there's exactly. three events. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you have the luxury of having a a really good job that's flexible. Like you yeah. write about volleyball, so it benefits right. you to go on these trips, and you have time to write. And if if you didn't have that, would you be on the world tour No, no, would no you, way. Would you even be playing volleyball? Maybe for fun. Yeah, for fun. So you'd be playing in these AVP nights. Yeah because it's an amateur tour and you'd be an amateur. Right. And that's what where all the investment is going right now. Yeah. Because it probably makes money for the business. Yeah. And creates a foundation which I get you want that cuz you don't want to just rely on the pro tour that's crashed multiple times and relied on sponsor money so you want to build the foundation from the youth level. Um but are we an elite sport or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: But and I was talking to a, a couple like pretty good business minds about it, mm-hmm. and they were saying that the grassroots level that is where you make the money. Right. Right. And I mean, like tennis, golf, like everything. So you'd be dumb not,
0: not to. Right. Not to. And so um, building that up is genius. That, right.
1: But you. But what they were also saying is that you need that professional product to motivate and inspire. Those people at the grassroots level to keep playing and to get better, so they have something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have much of a professional product, then we're start we're going to start to lose out on that. You
0: get all these people involved in the sport, liking the sport, but then you have to give them something to keep to, to strive for. Make them love it. Yeah. Right. Like you get all we have all these people that have played basketball, but like you got the NBA. Yeah. If you're playing and watching it on TV, which is where the money's at. Because you nba has built up these storylines these superheroes for you right you wear their jerseys you yeah. like i mean i have favorite players my whole life i'm mm-hmm. a fellow professional athlete and i'm and i love lebron like oh lebron's in you i want to hear what he has to say yeah even though he's a baby sometimes <laughs> uh um you know all these guys there's certain athletes i gravitate towards and i hear they're the ones building the storylines up for me nba they choose who the guys are this year that we're going to focus on mm-hmm. and and we're going to sell more jerseys and blah, 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 blah. They build all-star games. You win a championship every year. Yeah. What do we win? What? How do you win our tour? <laughs> how do you win our sport? If someone came in and said... We have a
1: different championship every year. If someone it.
0: came in and said, hey, who's the who's the number one team? Uh, I don't know. Who's the number one team? I guess we don't know. Phil and them? Yeah, Phil like maybe. They won the, the Champions Cup? What's the Champions Cup? Oh, that was just... <laughs> That was just made up. (laughs) We just made it up, like, because it's during COVID. Yeah. Well, there's the Gold Series. Okay, what's the Gold Series? It's just three events. (laughs) Who wins it? Nobody wins it. It's just the Gold Series. Oh. Okay. Surfing, you have the Triple Crown. Like, if you've won the Triple Crown in your career, you're like... Your name's going down in history it's a yeah. big deal like yeah. you've won the triple crown of surfing that's yeah. freaking epic i don't care about horses or anything <laughs> but i know that there's a triple crown and horses win that thing yeah and it's a big freaking deal yeah i know that you win a championship you win a super bowl someone wins the super bowl every year yeah someone wins the nba championship someone wins the world series nobody wins the avp yeah it's just a few people playing events and then There's this award banquet that happens and nobody gets to see. And then an Instagram post goes up that one team was the team of the year. Yeah. So we have to assume that they're the champions. Yeah. And you don't get it. I've been the team of the year. I was like, (laughs) oh, this this is it? All right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to type it on my Instagram. I'm going to put it on my Instagram bio. (laughs) My friends voted for me. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. What What? I'm wondering
1: is, I was thinking about this that because the FIVB obviously has an incentive for teams to stay together, just with the Olympic quad, you build points as a team.
0: Yeah, right.
1: In non-Olympic years, it's not really the case. But do you think that the AVP, it would be wise for them to have, say, a a championship? You but you build points as a team. So kind of like how golf does it with the FedEx Cup. Mm-hmm. where you build points you build points Right. and then at the end of the year the guy with the most points in the FedEx Cup is tour champion
0: and he wins like a freaking he wins a buttload of money. of money and the only reason I care about the FedEx Cup points winner is because I'm like holy crap that's a lot of money Dustin Johnson just won <laughs> yeah. a buttload of money He's back, right? I'm going to watch this last event because I want to see a person under stress of playing for a, a ton of money or yeah. like something huge and that's what we kind of lack, like the biggest, so I played it under, you know, we just talked about the Olympic, like crazy pressure, all this. Nobody knew about it. I mean, they kind of, yeah. people knew about it because, the hardcore because, because we told them about it right. on Instagram, right? My buddies, the McKibben bros created this video yeah. that explained the whole Olympic situation and helped people buy into this narrative. Yeah. Two players, they're the ones who, Pushed this narrative and made it really cool for a, a lot of us volleyball fans. They don't have a platform to push it to right. that many people. But, I mean, it's significant. And that was my best way of like telling people what was happening, was yeah. pushing their video or typing it on Instagram. Right. But like, <laughs> um, I feel like that's the entertaining stuff. That's yeah. the stuff we want to be pushing out there. Yeah.
1: And I, I will say that the, the FIVB, so that in $300 million investment, that we were talking about a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So the FIVB just made this like beautiful app and they've been killing it with their coverage of the VNL and, mm. and a lot of the beach stuff. The amount of content they're pushing out is like staggering.
0: So it's starting to trickle it's, in. It's getting there. I've heard that. So <clears throat> beach, you might know more than me. Beach Volley World is a separate entity from FIVB, but partially owned by FIVB. Yeah. And they hired the people that helped... Mar- or this company is the same company that brought capital in and helped Formula One grow and did the Drive to Survive series and that yeah. and whatnot. And then the CEO that they hired for Beach Volleyball World is the guy that was running the Cirque du Soleil tours around the world.
1: Okay, I didn't know that.
0: That's what I think I heard. So yeah. don't don't... Do your research, people, but yeah. it sounds really cool, and if I if we're going to have people come into our sport, Drive to Survive is the dopest freaking yeah. Netflix. That's Madison's
1: favorite documentary. It's exactly what we
0: need for our sport, because yeah. I don't care or know anything about Formula One, and I got into it. Yeah, uh, me it, too. It's I great. Thing. Yeah, it's great, and then um, Cirque du Soleil is great. It's an entertainment entity, and that's what I want our sport to be. <laughs> yeah. I want us to be this entertainment entity where we go out there and... I mean, the tour should be telling us to like put on our personalities and yeah, almost even teaching us how to do that right better. And like, we, we're entertainers. Let's go yeah. entertain. Yeah. Um And a guy working CEO from Cirque du Soleil, like, it's got to be something cool he's bringing to the table. Yeah. So that's that is exciting. So
1: and uh, and they do have there's a volleyball world app that is a, a really good looking app, like super easy to navigate. And so. Like, I have a lot of confidence in them in terms of, like, if the FIVB goes down, it's not because they didn't put enough content out right, there. Right, Because right. they're, like, killing it in that aspect. That you is I mean? cool. But I would love to see. I don't know what we can do with the AVP. Down well, down FIVB out,
0: just needs a different... Um they just need to figure out the tour. Um,
1: just how they structure the, the Yeah, events. the
0: star system's got to go. That, Hopefully this new system works well. Yeah. AVP, I don't, I don't want I mean, I know I've been kind of negative this whole podcast. <laughs> it's just where I'm at. Let me rant, people. <laughs> I'm normally positive, but um, we just don't know. There's no communication, really. Yeah. Like, we have to text a guy on the inside like hey anything you can tell me? nope
1: and for the record for listeners we're we're all
0: texting friends and like anything anyone here anything yeah nope like all right well we don't know what it is even like right you know we don't know what direction they're going but
1: and we've tried to get avp officials on the podcast pretty frequently just nose across the board not our fault
0: yeah they just don't (laughs) they don't want that uh (laughs) <laughs> they, they think we're gonna grind uh grill them i think yeah. well, whatever
1: we're pretty friendly with our guests ah uh, for sure <laughs> so uh so we've covered enough avp i think um so let's see we can do we can move on to the kind of the F I V V a a little bit uh amy m asked uh geez 53 minutes already (laughs) Got a lot to talk about (laughs) amy m asked uh how hard is it for up and coming teams to get fivb points and uh it is hard (laughs) it's extremely hard i'm very uh in hindsight it looks like i was brilliant with the way that i structured my tournaments just playing like two norsecas a year Mm -hmm. a couple one stars here and there and people were like a bunch of people are asking me, like, why are you going to these tournaments? And now I'm like, oh, obviously, because I'm a genius.
0: Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You were going for the experience, yeah. probably. I mean, I'd say um, learn from what Travis just said, like how he went about it. Points are gold. So just to get a little bit, even one point versus zero is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but also understand that you're going to try to play against the best in the world. Yeah. So, like, if you're ready for that, if you're not doing well domestically, don't have your expectations too high, right? right? Like you have to invest money and serious amount of time into it. Um, also, if like maybe you have the funds, but someone does, someone else doesn't uh, and you can go on the trip just because of that, I don't know if it's the best reason just to do it for like vacation, you know? Right. Um, but you could <laughs> yeah
1: but it's it's hard to break in right now just because and we've talked about the the star system and how it, it's kind of broken yeah because the i mean i think the concept was good in its intention it's just out in execution yeah because it right now there's just four stars and one stars because mm-hmm. when we were talking to the owner of the hotel in bulgaria who was the one putting on the tournaments and he said there's no point in putting on a five star Right, because it costs a million dollars.
0: Stads a four star. Like this right. has been our this has been our big event every year. Like yeah. Everyone wants to win and like four star. Same right. as every other event.
1: Yeah, but he was just saying there's no point to put on a five star, which costs a million. Where you can put on four star, it costs six hundred grand, and get the same talent mm-hmm. as you would a five star. Yeah, because like for the same reasons, there's no point in putting on a two or three star if you're gonna get those same players at a one star, because no one else is putting those events on. And so, which makes the bottom, the entry level is way higher than it used to be. Because you used to be able to get into one stars with no points. That was the point, is that that was where you climbed the ladder. But now you need I mean, me and Adam, we were the fourth seed in main draw in the Cook Islands. And now we're the eighth seed in the qualifiers for one stars with That's more crazy. points. And so, oh, and Tracy and Delaney had like 100 and I don't know. 1050 points which mm-hmm. is enough to usually enough to be like mid quality yeah and they were like 28th on the reserve list yeah and so they're just buried so like you you don't like right now under this system like you cannot get in you cannot break into the fivb without getting pulled in by someone else
0: yeah it's interesting too it's like like i said you know do well domestically before you go on the world tour but you also can't wait that long. like let's say you you do break into the american tour like domestically but it takes you two three years whatever that's yeah. respectable at that point you're two three years in but you have to start breaking into the world tour and that's right. a whole nother process of could be two more years right so like you might want to start you know yeah. start collecting points so that if you do start breaking in and you're like i can play with these people you have some points yeah. to get you down that road because starting from zero is disaster. It's like Troy feel I've talked to him, yeah. asking him. He's like, "No, nah, not yet." I'm like, "Not yet." <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's and, that's and rough. I'm glad
1: I didn't wait. I mean, I wasn't planning, like you mentioned. Like I started playing international events almost as a tourist, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, "Oh, like volleyball, I'd love to go to." It. It's
0: like, an opportunity. Right? Yeah.
1: And then, but I think the pressure of international volleyball is 10x whatever it is at home.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, like, for sure. when you're playing in a single elimination event, but you just put $1,500 down to get there. And
0: time. And time. I've invested a lot.
1: And that pressure, it prepares you so much more for, like, playing a local qualifier or whatever. Because it's, it's just incomparable. And it's having something.
0: USA on your chest if you're not used to that. Like, special. I put USA on my chest for the first time when I was 16 yeah like you, uh, youth national team it was like the coolest thing but like it takes a long time to get used to that like playing with the American flag or USA on your chest and then looking across and seeing Brazil you're like right. whoa I'm like representing the US playing against Brazil in beach volleyball yeah like this is a big deal yeah no matter if you're playing in a one star or whatever Um, so that's just like added into that pressure you know yeah
1: and so I would say, I mean, if if Norsecas pop up, you have to play them. Yeah, it's, you have to, because they're like, you can only benefit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't count as an FIVB finish. Yeah, so it's not going to wash out a finish. And right. You keep it for a year regardless. If you do great, then you're in a good shape. Yeah. So Norseikas, whenever they pop up, gotta play them, and just sign up for everything and just see what happens. Because right. there's no like, you don't get. It's not like a hundred bucks to sign up. It's you just sign up. Right. So that's what I would I would recommend to anyone trying to get. On the FIVB um, here's a fun question that I'm kind of excited to answer from Donnie Bass what do you think will happen with Brooke and Carrie right now will Carrie keep playing um, So this is kind of cool cuz uh, Delaney the other day uh, got a call from Brooke sweat and they're gonna play stop no way. which is awesome yeah whoa so Delaney had seen she walked by and saw like Carrie training by herself and she just texted her and was like hey like if you need someone to train with like happy to go with you because mm-hmm. um, like her and tracy can't get in events, right so they're just and so now they're kind of like going separate ways because they they can't play right anything and so uh carrie was like i'm gonna go up to tahoe and she was like i'm not you know, i don't think Carrie's done right i think she's got plenty of fuel left in the tank mm. um but she's like uh but brooke might want to play so mm. carrie calls brooke and brooke calls delaney she's like let's go so Delaney's playing with Brooke. No way. Which is awesome. And I'm so stoked because like Delaney's worked so hard. Yeah. Like so hard these past like six months and now she gets to play with Brooke who one is just like an awesome human being. Totally. And a really good volleyball player. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm excited. She has a ton of experience. Yeah. She's
0: an Olympian. She she can show her the ropes kind of yeah. out there. Not that Delaney really needs it, but like just having that experience, especially started, Like. Right just to be there and like be like, oh this is the place everyone's been talking about yeah and like you know the stadiums assuming it's the same stadium like it's really rad
1: yeah and it's cool and you know like we've talked a couple times about being AVP around the best in the country but it was different being in Sochi and you're walking around and you're like it's Anderson Christian like that's Sharif and Ahmed
0: I was uh, cause we were sitting on the back wall during your match yeah. and it was me Phil Nick Trev uh, the you know, trainers, maybe, I don't know if Jake and Taylor were there. Yeah. But I was like, this is kind of cool. Like Travis is playing and we're all sitting here like, <laughs> this has got to be cool for him. Cause I mean, when you first started like a few years ago, it was just like a fan. Yeah, you know? Since, for sure. Now you're playing, <laughs> you're legitimately in this event with all of us. Yeah. And we're all like sitting there cheering you on. Yeah. I was like, wonder if it's extra pressure <laughs> we're, we're literally on the back line you can hear every word we oh, yeah. say
1: <laughs> what i was wondering i was talking to evie this morning and evie was like yeah we were all betting i was like what kind of odds is i getting <laughs> yeah. i
0: didn't i didn't indulge in that <laughs> but i didn't yeah, want to I mean, jinx you <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah it was cool because like the next day like sharif came up and he's like dude great win and uh, and andrews i was like you guys were watching
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right.
1: Yeah, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, the world tour is just—it's just different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so and that's why I'm—I'm I'm extra excited for for Delaney to play—not just world tour, but to play Stad.
0: You are gonna go? Uh, it's bubble event probably, so not good to visit. But any other time, I would say. Yeah. Just well, come hubby it up.
1: Well, me and, and Adam are in. Oh, you're in. Uh, Jake and Taylor pulled out. And oh, did they? Phil and Nick pulled out. Oh yeah um, huh. So we're Country Quota
0: Oh there you go fans Yeah We're all learning We're all <laughs> learning together So the family family's coming? <laughs> yeah. Hey I think so Cause then we'll Cause then
1: me and Adam We'll will have an event right after it mm-hmm. And so what we're wondering is Would it be better to play Like Country Quota and Stad And Quali Or should we just like Who will focus you
0: play on? in the Country Quota?
1: So uh, I think
0: Cayman we, Theo will be straight in? No so Bill, They're and, still Miles, in the country Bill and Miles
1: are up like twenty points on Cayman Theo oh, or something close. Rough. And um, so I think it'll be uh you guys are in, and we Chase, better be Chase and Casey.
0: Chase and Casey are in are in Quali,
1: I think. And then it'll be me and Adam against Cayman Theo, and Bill and Miles against one. Are a lot of teams dropping
0: out of Star?
1: Yeah, so something's funky with the, it might not count for points. Oh, God. I don't know, though. That's what I was told. Because, like, if you've seen the emails that we were getting, like, the Switzerland's borders are pretty tight.
0: And. Oh, because, so some countries wouldn't be able to go, so then they would cut the points? Right. So should I even go? <laughs>
1: right, and then, so if it doesn't count for points, like, then what did me and Adam do?
0: Well, yeah, what are we all playing for? Yeah, I guess we get some like money.
1: You'd get some money at least. I mean, I have
0: nothing else to do, but <laughs> <laughs> I've right. I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, and, and so there, was, that, there and were Red Bull cool events part. when I used to go, not four star. Uh, yeah, FIVBs.
1: Yeah, and so for Delaney, like she's gonna go points regardless. Right, right. She's going. That's kind which of which is great. Junk though, cause which she could get a lot of points. Because she could get four star points are great. Yeah, And right. that's what dude. It broke my heart when we lost to Argentina, because it's. The worst thing you could possibly do is lose first round of quality in a four-star. Right. Points-wise, it is the absolute bottom of the barrel. But if you win in one round of the quality, it's the equivalent of getting bronze in a one-star. No way. So if we had won that, like it would have made the whole trip... Like,
0: but instead, it was the equivalent of getting like a 17th or something.
1: It even worse. Like it was. It was oh, a, no. We split like 40 points. Oh god! It's terrible. We had more. We got more points than one stars losing in the second round of the oh. than we did in the four star losing the first round. Brutal. Which, if you look at, I mean, we got like forty first in the one star, or in the uh, the four star, and like seventeenth or thirteenth in the one star or something. And so you look at it, you're like, all right, well that makes sense. And then if you look at where you advanced in the tournament. It's like, oh. So that was tough to yeah. swallow. <laughs>
0: for sure. So I don't know what they're gonna do with the World Tour Final then. Yeah. It's like, know. how do you qualify for that? And then especially if they pull the points. Right. I don't even know. Do you know what our seeding is right now? I looked at an entry list and it had to have been an off. <laughs> I think we're tied with Jake and Taylor for 29th. I swear. I looked on what? I looked on FIV. Look at it right now. That's insane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd have a hard time believing that.
0: And I'm like, didn't we outperform them like four tournaments in a row?
1: Yeah. And I don't know what finish. I mean, well, they have Doha. Still yeah. hanging on to that, mm-hmm. which is a good one. But, yeah, I mean, you guys have all top 10s in your top four
0: finishes. Yeah, that's got to be worth something, right? You would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the point system's tough. I honestly think the website's off right now, but whatever. Yeah, I'd believe it. Entry points. Um, Look at that list.
1: I'll bring that up. So it's we've been here for like an hour seven. You want to do one more question? Last question. Okay. Um, let's see. We'll wait for the partner switch-up talks after the Olympics. Yeah, it's too, then, too yeah. soon. Because um, So this is kind of relevant uh, from uh, Nicole Robeson. Uh, do you guys ever deal with burnout? How do you deal struggling with the sport you love? Um, which is interesting because I feel like it's, with how little we get to compete, it should be hard to have burnout at some point. Right. You know? Um, I feel like you get, like, like, I had what I thought was burnout in Bulgaria at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was just, like, toast from volleyball. But I was just homesick. Right. So I got home, and I was like, oh, great, like, see Delaney. Like, I'm home, home-cooked meal. I was like, all right, let's 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 go. We're good. Let's go play volleyball. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to say. And, like, I, I don't know if I've ever really been, like, burned out on on volleyball it's just like the mental strain is hard and especially like for you you were talking mm-hmm. about like the mental strain at the olympics like that's a lot The
0: olympic qualifying yeah yeah um yeah i don't know it's all kind of about perspective right because i can, we can go through a season like this season let's say we played what five six events already we're going to play one event in stad in the middle three avps at the end maybe that's it yeah. like that's not a heavy season at all right. but like by the end of it i guarantee that we're going to be like all right i'm ready for the offseason yeah um and then i compare it to like when my coach jose used to play they played like 25 <laughs> <events> straight <laughs> yeah. every weekend of the summer yeah and they just played it it was just like normal and yeah and at the end of that they were probably like i'm ready for offseason right. just like i'm gonna be um so it just depends how you go about it. I think you adapt to... If, if you're playing every weekend, your body adapts to, your mind adapts to that. Um, but if if not in your training, like that's just as... can be just as draining. It's like, where's your mind at, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think anytime you feel burnout, you just kind of step back from it all. Like, I don't know, write it down. Journal or something and like figure out where you're at and why you feel burnout. And then usually just having that outside perspective, like gives you, um, I guess an idea of like what you need to do to fix it. But I mean, there's overtraining, right? Yeah. But you just have to figure it out. Like, do you feel like you have energy to train the next day? If it, you know, if you don't, if you're going into every day tired and you don't feel recovered, well, tweak your recovery. Right. If you feel like you've been traveling and you're homesick, then bring your, f- you know, I'll f- fly my wife to the next tour stop. Like that would be my answer. Obviously, not everyone can do that, um, or skip an event, but like you got to keep going. You know, you just have to figure out what the small tweak is to to stop it. But if it, if it's what you love doing and you're committed to it, and you just with it like it's not going to be easy sometimes like just accept it yeah i've never had an easy season like throughout um but you tend to remember the good times at the end of it (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i think the the biggest thing is to like whenever i'm feeling burnout or just don't want to do something if you just ask yourself like why am i doing what i'm doing like right now Mm -hmm. why am i here right and if you can answer that question usually your burnout's like pretty resolved Right. You're like, all right. This is why I'm here. Yeah. Like you said, I'll take a step back. Or maybe, it, maybe re-engage. it'll be clear.
0: Be like, this is why I'm here, but that doesn't make sense with where I'm at. Right. So then you'll leave, or like, yeah. do something different. Or Maybe this isn't for you. Um, but like, you gotta ask yourself that question.
1: Yeah. So always know your why. It's a big one.
0: Know your why. That's how you deal with burnout, and uh, don't do something just because. Everyone else is doing it or, you know, it's a pipeline that you were kind of like pushed down. Yeah. If it's not your thing and you're burning and you keep burning out and you're not enjoying it, then go find your, your thing that makes you happy. Because for me, it's like, I'm, there's a lot of suffering involved, but it's like, I don't question it, you know? Yeah. It's like, just go back to work. That's That's what you do. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no question, no, no brainer yeah um but i'm lucky to have found that thing for myself yeah yeah dude good Sweet. to be home dude good to have you home yeah man good to be back in our little studio here back i got in the water a few times this week i'm i'm good to go good to be back in the ocean that's for dude, sure for sure <laughs> ocean might go up to nature next weekend oh there you go birthday coming up. nice 32 32 Woo. Getting up there, people. <laughs> yeah. be a little wiser on. You're uh, a sage Sunday. veteran now. Be wiser on Sunday. <laughs> Fun fact: Me and April Ross have the same birthday. No kidding. So, I didn't
1: know that.
0: Congratulate her or whatever you do, <laughs> whatever you do on birthdays. Do you, yeah. Say happy birthday, Rosie. The day before. Wow. So I've had a lot Big of world week. world tour. Yeah, we were on world <laughs> tour for like every birthday for years. That's hilarious. And Gabby, my wife's on the 18th. <laughs> so it'd be her, Gabby's birthday, Rosie's birthday, mine and April's birthday. That's funny. All in a row. Big month. Fun fact. Now <laughs> yeah, you know. So wish them all happy birthdays. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds good. Alrighty.